This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So last week, um, I had an afternoon that, well, I have an afternoon every week, but I had had a week where I'm like, you know, I don't really have anything to do. I don't remember you running that by me. I actually did. Well, I called you and said. On the way there. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. So I went on StubHub and the White Sox were playing the whoever they were playing. It doesn't, and, and, it doesn't and, matter. Uh, if you haven't been following uh, sports, the White Sox were on the cusp of winning the division. Uh, the, the whole league predicted that the White Sox would win it. They, w- they had crept up to only like two right. or three games behind right, right. the Guardians. They had a four-game series coming up against the Guardians. And, and womp, 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 womp. They totally shit the bed. But what was good, and this is what's great about it when your team is falling out of contention. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about this <laughs> right. as a Cubs fan. So I went on StubHub, and I got, like, third row right behind the White Sox dugout. Yeah. For, like, six bucks. <laughs> I know. It was just, it was, like, ridiculous. So, of course, I went, and uh, granted, after I... You know, figured in my two 12-inch Polish and my yeah, parking well. or whatever, but whatever. It was great. And what was wonderful about it was, you know, there was virtually nobody. I mean, it was very, very right. sparse. It was a White Sox game. But all the people that were there were just cynical, pissed off people <laughs> like me that wanted to get close to yell at the White Sox. And, and one guy, um, so uh, Grandal, you know, um, yeah. Yasmani Grandal, the catcher. catcher Went up to bat, and one guy said the funniest as, as Grundell struck out and he walks back to the doghouse. Your batting average is half full, not half empty. <laughs> just that, the whole place just laughed. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're going to a Who concert in a few weeks, and the funniest line I've ever heard in the audience at anything in my entire life was in, in the bathroom yeah. at the Who concert mm-hmm. uh, when the guy said, Last time I saw these guys, I was dropping acid. Now I'm dropping an acid, <laughs> and they had the whole all the guys in the urinal just cracking up. We were laughing and jiggling <laughs> all over the walls. <clears throat> all right, hey, listen, we have a show uh, to do. Minutia Men is up next, but first, listen to this other fine Opi show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and She Shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. You know, one of the things that I'm not looking forward to for the Who Show yeah. is going to the bathroom. Right? Yeah. Because, the, first of all, the entire place are guys, yeah. basically. Yeah. But they're of an age that we're not efficient with our use of, you, you <laughs> know true. it take a long yeah. time for everyone and you're like come right. on it's like dribble dribble <laughs> yeah. dribble dribble <laughs> and michelle loves going to who shows because there's like nine women there yeah yeah i don't play how do you like your new chair by the way i do like this new chair so is it comfy it is comfy now i understand you what mail ordered this from like bolivia it's yeah it's, no no uh, it's i think the, i think my wife bought it at goodwill it, yeah. it's it's turquoise so, you know, there aren't a lot of people looking for turquoise <laughs> well, furniture, is, but it's comfy. It's, it is comfy. And maybe 
I'm going to be so comfortable instead of the 26 minutes we do, we might go 27 today. All right. All right. That's what. Uh, so I got a big, I got yeah. a lot of stuff going on here. All right. Yeah. Lay it on me. Uh, hey, Rick, can you flop out the penis jingle, please? <laughs> uh, you, you had me there with the flop. Um, yeah. You know what? I, I'd like to. I'm going to do it right now. Penis is in the news. Rick and Dave. All right, so this penis story is from our science desk, so which means we're not going for the cheap laugh here. No. That this is science. Right? right. No sophomoric. It's like a medical show <laughs> at this point. Right, right. We're not going for the, yeah, the cheap sophomoric laugh. Here. Right. We would never do that. Headline, women make assumptions about men's personality traits and behaviors based on pictures of their penises. Study show. On pictures of their pictures penises. Pictures of okay. the penis. Um and remember this story the next time you send pictures of your genitalia <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So according to a study conducted by Thomas R. Brooks and Stephen Rayson, I don't know who these guys are. They're probably two frat guys. Yeah, you know, right. He's exactly. like, you know, they're, they're, this is probably a bit. But what they did is that they, they conducted a study and they asked college women. I mean, they showed pictures of penises yeah and they had it's total fra- this is a <laughs> right. total frank guy thing, right <laughs> and they wanted to see you know what women what assumptions women were going to make based on the pictures of the penis okay so the study showed that wider and longer penises with trimmed pubic hair mm-hmm. are associated with positive personality traits. okay okay sure. on yeah. the other hand because it shows that you're taking care of it uh i guess yeah. um i wouldn't know on the other hand narrower and shorter penises are associated with anxiety, depression, and self-doubt. Yeah. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> like I said, 24 different penis pictures were uh-huh, used. They, uh-huh. got, they got them all from Reddit uh, forums. Yeah. And 106 college women viewed the penis pictures. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me run this by you. <laughs> um, here's what my idea is, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, his name is Dave, isn't it? No, it's... um. Thomas or Stephen. Okay. Well, Thomas or Stephen. Uh, one of them went to the other guy and said, how are we going to get chicks to look at, at penises? <laughs> right, right. I've got an idea. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> so according to the study, like I said, short, thin penises. Yeah. I prefer to call them svelte. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I don't like the term yeah. short and thin. Yeah. Uh, we're also associated with men who are, and I'm not making this up, sarcastic cynical lazy and germaphobic uh-oh <laughs> come on that's our mount rushmore right there oh hey did you sanitize this mic before i guess uh, yeah uh-huh. uh and regarding pubic hair fully shaved which whoa is that even a thing Forget well it. it's a lot of work <laughs> well, well i didn't even know that that yeah is that a thing i, I, mean, I, I guess uh, and shaggy penises are preferred as are pre- perceived as a negative by most college women Please tell me that wasn't a thing. When we so were. bald and shaggy are both bad. Uh, no, fully shaved. Wait, regarding pubic hair, fully shaved um, are perceived as good. Oh, and shaggy is perceived as negative. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So the Don King vibe you've got going is probably not working out right now. Um, what about braids? <laughs> I that well you yeah. know the young kids maybe yeah so i don't know if we've ever talked about this on our show yeah, i'm sure we have it wherever you're going next <laughs> uh, have you ever wondered if your penis had a voice what it would sound like oh you know what we have talked about okay this. right right <laughs> and again for because those you keep going there <laughs> right and i envision my penis's voice as being kind of like eeyore 
Yeah. Okay. You know, like, yeah. How you doing? I'm yeah. Dave's penis. You know. Right. But, but when I was younger, it was, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good to meet you. I'm Dave's penis. What about you? Have you ever thought about, would yours, would your penis voice have a German accent? Would it be? Uh, <laughs> that's it for penis. 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 Rick and Dave. He was just much, much more energetic back then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, was, he wanted to mingle more. I think he's fast asleep right now. All right, Dave, I've got a story for you. You remember uh, that time that you and I got into an... Uh, On-air fight? An, an off-air or fight. Off-air we had an off-air fight while we were doing our show at WPGU in Champaign-Urbana. And I believe the fight was about... Um, the fact that you would just show up and with, read the newspaper, a, read the newspaper, <laughs> stick your feet up, your feet up on the uh, on the table, and just expect me to do everything. Yeah, yeah. And so we got into a fight yeah. off the air one day, and the song was ending, and I flicked on the microphones, and I said, "Dave and I are having a fight right now." Do you remember how you replied? <laughs> to that i think i may have dropped an f-bomb maybe i believe you did I, I you I, dropped an f-bomb i think i told you to f off right, right. Yeah. and uh that became like a famous right. thing at this radio station in fact it was on tape and, like and, and people, years and years yes, later they'd have it in the studio right, where you go right. hey you want to hear someone say fuck on the air <laughs> yeah, yeah, and here yeah. it is it was and it was you <laughs> well I've been thinking about that story all week because there was another story in the news this week, and uh, it was also an off-air fight, Mm. but it was much worse, much worse than ours. The host's name is Vic Faust, and this is somewhere in Missouri. I believe it's in St. Louis. Um, And on on the one hand, I I kind of feel sorry for this guy because what got him mad Mm. was his showmates making fun of his computer skills on the air. Does that sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> Is this cutting a little deep? Hey, I wonder what that feels uh-huh. like. Anyway, uh, the difference is, uh, you know, I'm no Vic Faust. I mm-hmm. keep I keep my cool. I'm You're a German. professional. I'm You're a German. pro. You just pro. Put, put all that in that. That's right. Right. Now, this guy, Vic Faust, he did not keep his cool. And I, we have to play it for you. And it's almost... Let's just say that this guy, there's a very good chance this guy's never going to work again. That's how bad it is. Because not only was he doing this, he was doing it to a a woman. Right. And got very personal. Yeah. Let's just listen to a little bit of it. We can't listen to the whole thing, but here's here's part of it. You're a fat, nasty, and you don't bring up on air when I have your back. You're a fat. I don't care if you're here. Be like that, guys. Come on, man. Serious? I let it go yesterday. But you it's called me right. stupid for the because second who time. Who brought up the stupid subject? You it wasn't a called, stupid you subject. You were making fun of me because I was dealing with the computer. Chris was too. It wasn't just me. No, no, Chris he wasn't. was. Yes, he said. Oh he my God, it's going to be here anything. in three weeks. He didn't say anything on air. Yes, he did. Go back and you listen. He was history. laughing when you I have did a it. History of attacking me on air. And Chris no, I knows. don't. You have a history of attacking me on air. Are you kidding? You and your big fat looking ass. Don't. Come back. Really? You You're not up, my boss. We'll I'll come and I'll call you a every day. Okay, good You're for a you. Self righteous. That's me. And every day that you come in this studio, I will call you what you are. Oh, fat nasty bitch. Okay. And the reason you have this job is because of me. Stop. Okay. Stop. Wow. I've told Chris five times about. And by the way, I reported your nasty five times to Chris. About what you do on this radio, you attack me. What have constantly. I done five different times? Wow. You've attacked me four or five times, and Chris. I've said, yes. never attacked you. 
You yelled at me twice, and this the is the second I lo- time. I love I how the commercials are yeah. going in the so background. This is during a commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> they're they're having this discussion during a commercial break. Now, let me just say this. I have been in some toxic radio studios in my life. You know anything about my career? Mm. You know that I have been in situations in which there was a lot mm. of yelling and discomfort and some really nasty things said. You never had a, n- nothing n- anywhere n- close to this. You know what I think is hilarious is they go this and then they probably the next thing is a wacky bit about you know some something right, and they are going to have to be nice to each other on the yeah. air. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, it's at the end of this bit. You want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. All right. I got to move it here. I'll go to the end here. So much for joining us today. What an incredible show. <laughs> awesome time. Colonel Joe Adams was amazing. We appreciate him joining us. We're still efforting Mark Montavani. We'll be talking with the Lindenwood football coach this week as well. They host their first Division One football Like nothing happened. <laughs> right. Everything's great. Yeah. Have a well, great weekend. <laughs> Morning shit But here's something you've got to keep in mind. All right. Now, why does this tape exist? Oh, because some someone obviously leaked it, right? Well, first of all, somebody taped right. it. Yeah. It was off air yeah. during a commercial break. People don't record that. You don't record yeah. that and when you're doing a show. It's not like the tape just rolls continuously. That The machines are set up in radio studios to only tape when the microphones are on. So somebody set this up to tape this off the air and then leak it to like the and then post post dispatch or whatever yeah it's on the post dispatch site so this guy who what's what's the guy's name faust or whatever yeah probably not well liked in the uh in the station well he was fired yeah oh did he he was fired fired? yeah and and uh you and i were talking about it i don't see how he's ever going to get another job who's going to hire him after listening to that i mean it's not like a dave stern saying fuck once (laughs) right Right, which was uncalled for in 1985. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a college senior. You know, what's, what's, no one was listening. <laughs> and you really didn't care. Let's be honest. All right, in fact, so. what, look what I'm doing. I'm putting my legs up right now. You are. Hey, I got a review here. Okay. These guys have decades of experience and it shows. Their report, their report. Their rep, rapport. Yeah, but he said yeah. report. Their rapport is seamless and fun, and they're full of interesting and hilarious stories from their past. Whether it's their take on wacky news stories, their brushes with celebrities, or clips from past interviews, the show is a great way to spend 30 minutes. Cameron and Harrison wrote that via Apple Podcast. Well, thank you very much, Cameron. You can rate us, you can review us, you can follow us. If you like uh, Minutia Man, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. All right, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we feature some of our highlights from our 40 years together. Too bad we don't have the tape of that. It's got to be somewhere, right? uh, Somebody's got to have it. I wonder if it's still at PGU. Well, if anybody's listening that may have it. Yeah, we'd we'd love to get it so we could play it. Here's what we're going to play for you this week, though. This week in 1969, the show The Brady Bunch debuted. And we've had a few Brady Bunch moments on the show, including our interview with Robbie Rist, mm-hmm. who played Cousin, Cousin Oliver. Oliver. Um, so if you don't mind, I'd like to go back and, 
and listen to sure. part of that interview. And, I don't care. You just said know. it. I don't care. I've got my feet up. Whatever you want. By to the do. way, this was the first celebrity interview we did. Did you know that? Oh, no, I don't know. Robbie Riss really? was. And it goes back to, it, it's five years ago That's now. That's crazy. I thought the San Diego Chicken was our first one. No, no this guy was okay. no, It was Robbie. Right. Now let's play a little bit of it. Your voice sounds exactly the same as it did when you were like seven years old. How is that possible? Kind of. It gets a little bit, yeah, because my testicles never drop. Um, <laughs> uh, well, as you yeah. know, once you hit, fi- you're 54. How old are you? Yeah, 54. Yeah. Uh, as you know, your testicles are going to start shrinking and dropping any day now. Because that's, we just well, talked about tell that you, earlier. when you get to be our I, age, actually, Robbie. If, if we're really having that discussion, they are dropping, but I actually think they're getting larger. It's kind of strange. Well, I, you know, that's, both, I, think... I believe. I believe metaphorically and literally. <laughs> Good for you. Because <laughs> I haven't seen mine since the late 90s, I think. No, oh, wow. Uh-huh. All right. So let's get into the questions because this show is called Minutia Men. So we, we are uh, enthralled with the idea of minutia. And so we want to okay. go right to some of these questions that we have for you. And that, my okay. first one is, what is the number one advantage of having played Oliver and what is the number one disadvantage? Huh, you know, gosh, well, let me think. Number one advantage. Well, I mean, I worked on a job for six weeks, and here we are decades later. We're still talking about right. it. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And, you know, the downside, I don't know. I don't think there is one. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, what would be what would be one of the downsides? Oh, maybe that. You know, I'm I'm so recognizable that just like a lot of the Brady people, sometimes it makes it difficult to just be an actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so like, because not only am I, you know, I mean, there are people that sort of like Cynthia Nixon's. Um, she's been an actor. I did. A, I did like among her first gigs. We did a. Uh, after school special called Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid <laughs> with Butterfly McQueen uh, back at, back in the seventies, and she has had a consi- she's never been on something where you like. By the time her face is burned in everyone's memory, she's already in her thirties and forties with Sex and the City, yeah. so she's always been able to just kind of sit in back and just be an actor. Right. Where you know that character Oliver is so vivid that. You know, I, I read for things, and people are like, you know, how, how about this? You know, I, it's why I didn't get Oh God, the, the George Burns okay, movie. Sure. Yeah, I just it was just like I ah, Brady kid, you know. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. So I ever- guess I guess if, if there's a downside, it's that. Okay. And he looked just like <clears throat> well, he. Uh, Denver, or John, John Denver, right? Yeah. He looked just like... Yeah, he would have been the perfect, perfect uh, kid, right? the choice for yeah. that role. Well, if you want to listen to it, uh, that the entire interview, the Manishman Celebrity interview, it's episode 19, so I was wrong. It wasn't the first one. So it's <laughs> 19. I was going to say, that was <laughs> I, kind of, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Sometimes I just <laughs> yeah, say shit. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. All right, we still have more show. What uh, what else did, would you like to talk about? Um, an odd airplane PA announcement. All right. I have the most depressing email anyone has ever sent me. (laughs) Fantastic. Yes. That's all coming up right after this. 
All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Rick, uh, American, this headline, American Airlines flight interrupted by sounds of moaning and groaning on a PA system. American Airlines says a mechanical issue was responsible for strange sounds coming from a plane's public announcement system during a flight from Los Angeles to Dallas. A viral video posted on social media showed one passenger's reaction to the strange sounds, which he described as somewhere between an orgasm and vomiting. All right, here we go. American said that it's impossible because that no one could have possibly have broken into the PA system because it's not, I guess, connected to the internet. And they just said it was a, all they're saying. It's a mechanical issue. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, I, all right. That I, sounded like a person's voice to me. Well, I loved how the flight attendant called it an odd anomaly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, if, uh, if my penis put out an album, it would be called <laughs> odd anomaly. I just love the term odd anomaly. Right, that's very nice. I love it. a puke yank. I've never heard the term. That. Yeah, that's that's something. All right, I have a story for you, but uh, it needs a uh, an intro, which I'm going to find here. Um, speak amongst yourselves. Oh, look over there. There's uh, what is that? Did Dave describe yeah. what you're the finding? The next time you do not come to this office next Monday. <laughs> I've talked to Tony about you. You are oh, nasty. Okay, here it is. Say, uh, you heard about this new electronic mail? The new method of exchanging messages between people using electronic devices? Yeah, yeah, what's it called? What's it called? Email for Rick and Dave. Isn't that cool? That was a great one. <laughs> I just had to, wanted to give a chance to play that. Was, that. that was a great one. All right, Thank anyway. you, Vinny. 
This one comes, this is an email that comes from Daniel R. And, you know, it's, I usually don't do emails in this portion of the show, mm-hmm. but uh, this one is, is worthy. All right, you ready? Heard you guys talking about how hard it was to turn 59. Mm-hmm. I have a story that will make you feel better. Remember Irene Ryan? Irene Ryan. She was an actress, right? She played Granny Clampett. That's right. Yeah, yeah. She was 59 oh. when that show started. Oh Feel better now? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I did some research. Oh, no. You, you ready for this? Uh, How old was Uncle Joe, who was moving kind of slow oh, oh at the God. junction? Petticoat t- Junction. Guess how old he was. I want to say 74, but... 59. <laughs> 59. Uncle Joe, Granny Clampett, 59. Zero Mostel in the producers. You know, Bialystok. Oh, please don't. How old do you think he was? I would say in his 60s, but I'm going to say he was 52. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wilford Brimley. Remember Wilford Brimley? He was in the movie Cocoon. Yeah, that one I know. He, He was young. He was like. 53-ish, maybe? He was 50. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. yeah, I knew that. Well, you know, Jackie Coogan, who played Uncle Fester? Yeah. How do you think, how old do you think Uncle Fester was when... He had to be in his 60s. He was, like, in his 40s. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, there's our little... So, who's, uh, the, who's this guy? This Daniel <laughs> R guy? Dan- Daniel R. Hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. But they had all that makeup and stuff, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, I'm sure the prosthetics that they had to wear. <laughs> Back to, in 1968. To, to, to shuffle like, like Uncle Joe shuffled. Uh, all right. This is uh, via DM. Uh, direct message on my Twitter feed from Sammy A. Okay. All right, Sammy A. Uh, and this is the part of the show where we tell celebrity stories. Mm-hmm. Actually, you tell celebrity stories because everyone in the world, according to Dave, has a celebrity, has story. A celebrity story. And Sammy A has one, too. And here it goes. Have you ever been to a dinner party with a celebrity? Uh yeah, it depends yeah, on what you depends on what qualifies. Uh, <clears throat> according to Sammy A here, it happened to happened to me once in Chicago. My friend's wife is an actress, and she had a small role in the movie Backdraft, which was filmed in Chicago. The, the fireman one, right? The fireman one with Ron Howard. Or yeah, before Ron? the shoot wrapped, she invited the director of the movie over to her house for a small dinner mm-hmm. party. There were only eight of us, but one of them was. Was it Ron Howard? Ron Howard. When my friend called to invite me, he made me promise that I wouldn't call him Opie. (laughs) And I didn't. But he made a big point of saying, swear to me that you won't call him Opie. I can't even remember what we talked about at the dinner except for one thing. My friend, who was obsessively worried that I would call him Opie, must have had it in his brain because when he passed the asparagus to Ron, he said, Asparagus Opie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That's the whole story. That is fantastic, though. That is great. I love it. So yeah. if you have a story you'd like to share, there's a lots of lots of different ways you can send it to us. Well, well what we've, we've had Woody Harrelson's dental uh, waiting in a, in a uh, dental lobby with yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yep. We've had... Oh, um, you, you name it. Tons yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, but where can people send it is what I'm saying. 
Well, they can send it to us via Gmail. You could do the, what is it, Minutiaman Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can tweet us. Yep. We're at Minutiaman. Yep. Uh, you can go on Rick's blog and email him. Yep. You can email us via our uh, Eckhart's Press website. Yep. Uh, Instagram. What? I, there's Sammy, no excuse. There's, yes. There's no excuse. Tell us your stories. Come yeah. on. Send them in. <laughs> We're getting some good ones. Mm. I bet you have a good one, too. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasada with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. Uh, you know what is dead? The White Sox season. <laughs> I was going to say Irene Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> She's dead, too. So is Uncle Joe. <laughs> so is Zero Mustel. And Wilfred Brimley, too. I think right? he's dead, too. Yeah, They're boy. all dead. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll be back again next week with a, a couple of 59-year-olds uh, hanging God in there. Here. God hope, God hoping. <laughs> with another episode of Manusha Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Wilfred Brimley, and if you want to die, I would encourage you to loosen up. The faster you'll die, and the better you'll feel. Have a good death.